What up, what up? It's your man, Black Valley, coming at you with another Black Man Over 50 podcast. What up, fam? How you doing tonight? Your man coming at you with part two of the 2020 The Final Storm four-part series. Man, it's been off the chain. Your boy been, like I say, doing his research. Your boy been keeping the pedal on the metal. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. And it's just been crazy. Was super interesting and as we discussed on the last one the last show you know the opening I wanted to get in politics you know I just wanted to kind of break down where we've been and where we are since 2016 which I consider the day we started the new world order in terms of everything being different from the way we've seen it now to the way it's ever been in the past in terms of politics and what we see as a norm. And so, like I said, when you talk about where we've come from, from the Barack Obama era to now, it's been a list of things that your boy gonna go over that were roadmaps. You know, it was it was it was it was things that was happening before our eyes that we could see that it was leading to where we are now. Now, like I said, whether you are a conspirator and you believe that all this is for a reason, that Donald Trump was pre-selected to perform a certain function and that that function is being manifested, you're a religious person, you believe that this is the end times and what you're saying is what it says in the Bible, or you are a person that's just going day by day and just going, oh my God, what is going on? If you any of these three people, this show is for you. It's going to break down from day one what we saw as Donald Trump was going down that escalator and telling us he was getting ready to run for president. For those of you that can remember back to that, for those of you can remember some of the Donald Trump rallies and running for president it was stuff like we've never seen before in the modern era. It was crazy. And so, like everybody, you know your boy Black, he comes straight down the middle. This is your boy Black Man Over 50 coming at you with another Black Man Over 50 podcast. And we just like to keep it 100. You know, I like to talk about the issues that's out there so we can spark the conversation. You know, and we can begin to look at things from a different perspective. And so I looked at this whole presidential elective election of 2016 as something out of the movies. That's something straight out of the movie. And so if you think about Donald Trump, who by the way, he was the president and chairman of the Trump organization. So his whole campaign, his whole affiliation, he was saying he ain't taking no money, he doing it his way. And that was a situation all to itself. He had that that campaign slogan, make America great again. And little did we know what his definition of America being great, what it was gonna be like. But it was these cast of characters that was running for president that helped frame the groundwork for us to see who Donald Trump was. As he battled to get the presidency and some of the techniques that he used, some of the things he said to these people, uh, in case you forgot, let me run through the list of characters 
that was battling against Trump in 2016. You had your boy John Kasich. You know, your boy John Kasich was the governor of Ohio. You know, John Kasich, you know, nice guy. Really thought he had some good ideas. Trump just, just smashed it. Remember Ted Cruz? I mean, you almost feel sorry for Ted Cruz. The senator from Texas, he's still the senator to this day. Trump verbally assaulted and beat them. I mean, some stuff in battles that him and Ted Cruz got into was legendary. I mean, Trump talked about his wife. Trump talked about everything under the sun for Ted Cruz and still had the audacity to want Ted Cruz to support him after he became president. But that's a whole other show. You had Marco Rubio. Little, little hands, Marco. Oh my God, Trump. Trump was just a complete bully on Marco Rubio. That's the senator from Florida. Still the senator to this day. And Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz, two young guys, 45 years old. You know, battling with a baby boy. You know, Trump's 70 something. You know, you go back four years, he was 69, going on 70, running for president with these young guys. Uh, and then you got old Ben Carson, the brother from Detroit. Old Ben, director of uh, uh, pediatrics over there in John Hopkins Hospital in Detroit, trying to run for president. Even right now, he's on Trump's uh, on Trump's housing, public housing. Uh, ben Carson's over there. So he, you know, he still made it up into the limelight. But uh, uh, Trump, he didn't even pay no attention to Ben. He just walked straight through Ben like he wasn't there. Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush was another one that was up there. The governor of Florida. Uh... Trying to make a comeback on the Bush name. Trump is 81. Jim Gilmore, you probably know who he was. That was the governor of Virginia. Didn't even stand a chance in the way. Chris Christie, Lord have mercy. Trump promised him a job. Had Chris Christie not knowing what was going on. He was in the middle of his own scandal anyway. Uh, but he was one of the guys that was up there uh, running. Old governor of New Jersey. Then you had Kathy Fiorina. Kathy Fiorina was the CEO and still is, or not, actually she was the CEO of Hewlett Packard. Uh, now she's no longer the CEO, but yeah, she was a smart lady, smart lady up there running. Trump just uh, just belittled her, had no respect for her, uh, making his comments about women uh, just right in her face, and it was just it was just interesting to see how Trump, in front of our eyes, let it be known how he felt about females trying to run in his race and it just got worse as he got towards Hillary Clinton. Uh, you had Rick Santorium, uh, senator from Pennsylvania. You had Ron Paul, oh my God, Ron Paul. Uh, and your boy Mike Huckabee. That was the lineup that was going against Trump in the Republican, uh, in the Republican runoff for who was gonna be the Republican nominee. And Trump acted a complete a complete fool. Excuse my French. Trump went just completely ballistic in terms of his strategy of going against these people on a debate stage. Whether they were on the debate stage or Trump was in private, Trump didn't make no campaigns. He didn't make no, no commercials. He just straight waited for the debate came with something that had nothing to do with the issues. A technique that had never before been seen by not only his competition, but by us as the public. 
we was looking at this like, are you kidding me? And, and the fact that he was getting away with this before our eyes was astonishing. It was astonishing. And so the rallies, the incitement of the rallies and the people, I, one rally, an old man punched a black guy, an old black guy. It was crazy. And I, and I mean, you know, looking at this in 2016, as we are heading into a modern era, well, we had our craziness, but that was something out the 60s. You know, for us, uh, Generation X, you know, millennials, uh, six years, four years younger than they are now, watching this, you know, we was, we was, we was stunned. This was like something that you've seen on black and white TV. And so, as that began to materialize, and Trump got into the race with Hillary Clinton, we all know what happened in that, that situation. That's the show. That's a whole nother show. We're not even on that. But we've seen the way Trump tried to intimidate Hillary Clinton, tried to embarrass Bill Clinton. The techniques he used was completely insane with the locker up and some of the other speeches. And some, like I said, no matter what side you're on, you know, this is not a political show. I'm telling you about the politics that led us to where we are now and how you can see the roadmap that this wasn't going to be no normal ride. We wasn't in the backseat of grandma's car. This wasn't going to be business as usual. This was going to be some brand new, on the flip your script type gangster type stuff that we only seen from the movies. This stuff was crazy. Immigration. Do you remember? Can you even think back? You only said a couple years ago to when Donald. President of the United States, for some reason, I don't know what the Hispanics did and where Trump just lost it. Just completely with DACA, everything was on. But Trump just completely lost focus that he was the President of the United States and went on a vendetta against our own people. And I consider the Hispanics our own people because they're here with us. They're in the house with us. We do all this together. You feel me? We have our own differences, but they ain't going nowhere. You know? They ain't going away with us. And so Trump was deporting and trying to deport people as if his wife wasn't an immigrant. I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, whether we had people going into the Walmarts, whether we had uh, the DACA situation where people were scared to know what was going to happen if they was born here, but their parents weren't born here, if they was in college. Didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, you had a lot of the papers. We're going to roll through a few of them. Quorum, USA. After bipartisan negotiations on immigration reform, everything fell apart this week. The government is officially shut down. The president shut it down on DACA. Another one, uh, July 19th, July 29th, 2019. My first executive orders will be to reverse every single thing President done, Trump has done to demonize and harm immigrants. This is what Bernie Sanders said. This is how bad it had gotten. You know, how bad Bernie Sanders and then was like, Trump on these immigrants, if I get in office, it's over. Uh, another one, CMSNY, President Trump signed three executive orders the week of January 23rd, which offend the dignity and threaten the rights of immigrants and refugees. I mean, article, after article, after article, The Atlantic, 
April 29th, 2020, the White House is closing pathways to citizenship while maintaining the flow of exploitable immigration labor. And we're talking about a ban that's going on now. I mean, so, like I said, no matter what side of the fence you on, you can see that this is not business as normal on nobody. We ain't even got to what's going on right now in the, in the nightmare that we got happening. We talking about just the political framework that's being set from 2016 to where we are now for this house of destruction to be built on so that we can begin to have a conversation and really understand that this didn't just start yesterday. This process has been taking place since 2016. You know, and if you think I'm lying, I'm gonna flip the script a little bit till you smooth it out for my fellas that's out there. And we're gonna talk about our boy Colin Kaepernick. If you can think back to Colin, you feel me? Just a regular brother who bent on one knee, how point he was. You feel me? Where his mind had to be at to already be there. A brother born November 3rd, 1987, wasn't 32 years old. You feel me? Out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Colin Kaepernick did something that will forever be cemented in history as it feeds into what's going on right now. You know, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. You know, when you frame up who Colin Kaepernick was, they say he was an American civil rights activist and an American football quarterback who obviously now is a free agent. He played six years for the San Francisco 49ers. He had 13 rushing touchdowns, 2,300 yards, had a 59.8 completion racing, 12,000 passing yards. He had just signed a $126 million six-year contract in 2016. You know, the young brother was on to something. But before he got any of his money, he let his political beliefs lead him to get on one knee and forever be cemented in the history of a black movement. And just one day ago from today, just to keep you up on top of game, while America is on fire, they just not want to admit that Colin Kaepernick tried to warn us. He saw what many white people did not want to see four years ago. This is put in the source illustrated. This ain't this ain't your boy black making this up. Your boy black coming straight at you down the pike. Research. Keep me on your research. You see what I'm saying? This is straight down the pike. You know, this brother, this brother, this brother, like I said, he refused to stand during the national anthem. And this was on a Friday night for his views on the country's treatment of black men. That is just so powerful when you think about the framework and what's been going down and what led up and how enraged Trump was back at that gesture and how right now somebody's knee on somebody's throat, that position, that same kneeling of the knee is going to haunt Trump for the rest of his life. You see what I'm saying? Like I said, his, and I say him, Colin Kaepernick's message about police brutality and social injustice has resonated for many over the past week as protests rage across the nation. Really across the world. And that's the Washington Post. Really across the world.
See, really across the world. And so, like I said, we can look at some key players over these last four years that we will never forget. Donald Trump, Colin Kaepernick, people that have created the framework to paint this picture that we have right now. I can recall for the first time in my life being president going through an impeachment trial. And like I say, I'm a Generation X. Your boy Black is out of Generation X. I wasn't around. I was born, but I wasn't old enough to know what was going on for the last impeachment. Uh, I know they tried to impeach Clinton, but I don't really call that an impeachment because it wasn't down and dirty and it didn't go through all the levels that Trump went through. Clinton's impeachment, in my eyes, and looking looking at that impeachment, was a clean, you know, he got his hand slapped, Clinton went on and became one of the best presidents in the history of presidents. Trump, on the other hand, impeachment was dirty, his getting in the office was dirty, him getting out of office is still dirty. Everything has had a twist to it. Like I said, everything has had a twist to it. Trump is the 45th president. And on December 18, 2019, the House of Representatives approved impeachment on him. Impeachment. I mean, you know, when you think about Russia, Putin, you think about the scandals, you think about him and the women, you think about just Trump in general, his business practices, the fact that his taxes ain't been shown. When you think about everything that Trump has done, you would have thought if you was a betting man, Trump was going to get impeached and that was going to be game over. This was like Nixon part two on steroids. Nope. And. And. BBC.com stated. The U.S. President Donald Trump has been impeached and now faces the next stage of a process that could, with enough support in Congress, see him removed. And CNN, February 6, 2020, hundreds of senators have cast judgment on President Donald Trump, but the saga of his impeachment will only be put to rest when the ultimate decision is made. And Trump is still standing. Still as arrogant as ever. The question has to be why and how? Why and how? Are you kidding me? We're not going to even go. We don't even have enough time to go into the individual things your boy DT has done and this political arena has done. We're not going to go into how many different people they've had, journalists, to talk to the journalists. Remember when Trump first got in office, they used to have press conferences. We'd have the press people talk to the reporters. It was insane what they would try to cover up for Donald Trump. And they would get fired and move to the next one. So now we don't even have those. We forgot they even happened. We forgot they even happened. Trump tried to have news about the coronavirus with the CDC. That blows up because of the things that he says injecting people with bleach, injecting people with infrared light, taking medication that's killing people. The things that he says, we have to wonder why and how this man is in office and what is really going on. The way Trump supports Putin, neo-Nazis, 
extremists. We have to ask ourselves why is Donald Trump in office? This is not a situation that is normal. This is not a situation that even, this is not, Trump is not like George Bush or Ronald Reagan. Trump is not even like Richard Nixon. We have to wonder why Trump is in office. We have to wonder, is it cleansing or is it a betrayal? Your boy Black is going to keep it 100. You have to ask yourself, where does a man come from who doesn't know anything about our history? Who doesn't know anything about policy or the government? Who doesn't have a game plan for anything? Get to most powerful office on the planet. And you have to ask yourself, if some of the decisions that's been made to get us to where we are, which your boy Black is calling a revolution that's going to change the world. When we come out on the other side of this, coming out of a recession, coming out of a global pandemic, coming out of an economic shutdown, coming out of a moral injustice done to the fabric of this world, we're going to have a rebirth. And to trigger that rebirth, was Trump needed? Or was Trump a mere rash, a mere, a mere paid in the you know what, a mere person that just took four years of oxygen out of our existence. Or was he needed to get us where we are? Was he needed to take a scab and turn it into a gunshot wound so we would not be bleeding, but we would be on ventilation to where the only thing we would have left is to survive? See, I don't think before. We as a world, as a nation, or as a people, were pushed to the limit. Were we pushed? Yes. Have we been beat down? Have we been insulted? Have we been harassed? Have we been aggravated? Yes. But until now, with social media, with the millennials, with the me movement, with all the people that have gained power and have stood up, this was the final straw. And my question is, did it take a political network of what we have now to paint this picture? When you look at the solidarity that's being created in the streets, when you look past all the negative publicity you see and you see the camaraderie that's being generated, between the people. When you look past what you're probably hearing in your inner circles if they're not doing their positive research and you see what we're doing in the religious circuit, what we're doing around the world in terms of people coming together, whether it's from the COVID-19 and us having to help each other and extend a hand or it's this situation. When you see what good is doing as it fights evil, you have to ask yourself, was this political party an accident or were they put here for a reason? And so in conclusion, I'd like to say your boy Black, like to keep it real. You know, this is a four-part series. Like I said, we're going to come next and go over the uh, 
the COVID, like I said, this COVID-19, we gonna talk about it, I'm telling you, when you start really looking and listening to what some of the people have said and some of the people are saying, not in facts and data and things are coming out, as we're seeing people riot, we're seeing thousands and thousands of people on top of each other. Uh, we starting to formulate some data and some accurate opinions of what this actual virus is all about. And so it's going to be interesting, you know, when you guys hear your boy's show, and we talk a little bit about that COVID. And so that's our next show. And then we're going to, you know, like I said, we're going to finish it up and talk about that 5G and couple that in with the racism, which is where we are now. And like I said, all that together equals the final storm, which is what I'm going to be in right now. So in conclusion, I said, if what Donald Trump has created an environment conclusive for a revolution, and that's what I think we in fam, a revolution. The question is, was this a plan all along by the greater powers? And was he just used as a pawn? And so, like I said before, you know, your boy Black like to keep it 100. Make sure you go check out noblemediastreams.com. Get your New York Yankees 1080p uh, high resolution camera hats. We taping video and everything, everything. This is high resolution sound, high resolution color. Uh, works right off the app on your phone. No hands, no touch. You know, records everything you see. It's a must have. It's a must have. And so with that being said, you know I love you guys. Your boy is in this to win this. I'm deep, deep, deep into this. Black, out. Black man over 50.